Hello and welcome to Beyond Radio Podcasts. This is an episode in our series The Veteran Story, produced in conjunction with Morecambe Football Club Community Sports and the First Light Trust. In this series, local veterans recount their experiences of serving in the armed forces and life since leaving. The views expressed here are of the individual contributor. This is The Veteran Story. My name's Keith Shepherd, I'm from Burnley, but I originate from Beverley in Yorkshire. Royal Corps of Transport, I was a Class 2 heavy goods driver. I was in the service for seven years. I come from a military family. Both my granddads, my dad and all his brothers served in the Royal Green Jackets and the Green Howards. And I joined the Army Cadet Force when I was 13. And when I finished at 16, I always wanted to go in the Army. My father died when I was 16. I carried on working, I told my mum I wanted to go in, I told my friends, and you got the usual thing, Shep, you got a good job, you're on good money. I was steeplejack at the time, earning a lot of money. I came home every seventh, every eighth weekend, and when I was 21 I came home for a weekend, and just out of the blue, my mum just said, do you still want to join up? I said, yeah. That one on a Friday, I didn't go to work on a Monday, I went too old to join up. <laughs> And, yeah, but everybody knew I wanted to go in for years. And nobody ever said anything. And that was why... But I come from a military family, through and through. Two brothers in, a couple of relations who joined before me, after me. So, yeah, military family. I never felt wrong because I suppose I could say it's in the blood, in the family blood as well. When I joined up... I saw lots of young lads. I was a month after the age of 21 when I joined up. I saw lads at the age of 18. And when I joined up, there were 85 an hour intake. And when we passed out six weeks later, there were 54 of us. Within three weeks, at least 20, 30 finished. And basically because they didn't understand what the military was about. And I don't think they had the right temperament for it. When I went to Germany as a raw... Soldier, I got there on a good Friday, so I was in a transit camp for the weekend. I got posted on the Monday to B Troop, 6th Squadron, Royal Corps Transport in Duisburg. And straight away I got put in this room with an Irish lad and a Yorkshire lad, farmer lad. And the first thing they said to me, there's some bullies in the troop. I said, right, fair enough. When you go to bed tonight, if you're in on your own, 11 o'clock, put a chair behind the door. Because they'll come knocking on your door. I said, why? All our beds were made of metal. You can pull the ends off. And they used to give you a wallpaper once or twice for the bed end to teach you a lesson. I said, all right, all right. I put a chair there. Yes, they did come. And no, they didn't get in. Now, the following morning, I realised B2 was all younger lads than me, smaller lads than me. And the bully boys were the same size as me. So I went looking for them. <laughs> in my way. Yes, but um, I was. Res- but I can say, I was the father figure of our troop, and I had a lot of respect from the lads, from the best of the lads in the squadron, because of the way I am. I've always been a father figure to everybody. 1971, we went to Northern Ireland. We're in Belfast. I were at Ballymurphy. 
uh, did six months, came back. 1972, we went back again and we were at Besbrook, which was then the bandit country, across McGlen, Fork Hill. And I did six to seven month tours on each of them. Going back to being, like I said, our father figure, I had younger soldiers under me. And before we went the first time, I got promoted Lance Corporal. We had ten of us in our place of work. So I was the senior to them in rank, and I looked after them. And the funny thing was, when you went out, I never give a thought. I'll tell you the truth, we got shot at a few times, blah, 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 you know, the usual things. You just got on with your job. We had two soldiers near the Leeson Street. One of our lads got an RPG. And the RPG entered the side of the Saracen. There was himself and eight soldiers in it. They took everybody out besides him. We'd just been fitted with new seats, like pilot seats in the plane. And he was strapped in and forgot about him. He had shrapnel in his head and right down left hand side of his body. Two hours later, they found him. And he was operated on. Uh, three weeks later, he was sent to me. He was, he, was, he was one of my buddies. And I had two days to him back on the road. So, thinking about what happened to him and what happened to other soldiers, um, no, I didn't think about getting shot. And I'll tell you too, I can't, I can't understand why. It was a job. I didn't want to leave the service. I was down in Lydon, Kent, Northern Ireland training team for two and a half years. And my posting come through to go to all the shot on a course for three months and do a two and a half years tour in all the shots as an instructor. No. I wanted to go back to Germany or anywhere else in the world. I did, I'd done my tour in all the shot. And I came home and I went in and my wife says, something wrong in there? Yep. I said, I can't carry on. She said, wow, what's wrong? I said, we'd only been married 15 months. I said, I'm going to all the shot on a course for three months, you can't come. I don't know if I'll get home on a weekend. And then I'm being stationed in all the shop for two and a half years. I can't do it. I want to go abroad. We want to go abroad, don't we? I married a girl who was in the services. So she knew exactly what I was going through. So I bought myself out. I came out on the 1st of April 1977 on a Friday. Tuesday I joined the territorial army. And the early years and did another 18 years. I was lucky because, like I just said, I came up Friday. I went down the TA on the Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember now. It was Tuesday, Wednesday, and I came and I was accepted straight away. So I was doing weekends, and when I was twenty-nine, I went to join up. And Maggie Thatcher had put a clamp down on re-enlistments. You could not go back in over the age of twenty-five. I'd been out what eighteen months. I was gutted. I couldn't go back in. So I tried a few other places. I struggled settling down. But but because I had my TA career, I was a driving instructor, so I, was work, I could work every weekend, which I did for two years. And then I came home, and the wife stood there with two little girls and suitcase saying, TA or me? So I said, right, I said, I'll pack my job in. And I packed my job in and got a local job as a driver, you know what I mean? No problem. But I carried on doing, and I went down in 18 years to here, got the staff sergeant in charge of training recruits, drill instructor, or driving instructor up to class two and everything. But if, if, if you'd had to mean for TA, I would have really struggled. Really struggled. I've seen lads in Burnley who have come out the regulars, and I'm an outreach worker 
for another veterans group and we visit them and they're struggling some of them are really bad some aren't too bad but we're trying to get them involved in what we're doing here now with the veterans uh, groups all around the country I think after all the time I've put in and all the friends and mates I've got I think it's one of the biggest privileges in the world especially on Remembrance Day because everywhere where we go strangers little boys, little girls salute us but strangers put to talk to you you walk in a club, you walk in a bar and somebody goes, excuse me sir, can I buy you a drink? Now, I think that's the privilege of being a veteran and being in the forces. No matter what you were in, Navy, Air Force, Army, it doesn't make any difference. You're a serviceman. And I think when, when we look at what, how we've kept this country safe all these years and what's going on now, I think the people of Britain appreciate a veteran. Thank you for listening to The Veteran's Story. You can subscribe to the podcasts and visit the Beyond Radio podcast page at www.beyondradio.co.uk forward slash podcasts to hear further veteran stories as they are released. For information on how the First Light Trust is helping local veterans, visit www.firstlighttrust.co.uk Beyond Radio